Hello, hello. Today is Thursday. Thursday, August 30th, 2018. And you are listening to the Woke Food Podcast, episode 13. Which is about cancel culture. Is cancel culture effective or is it a waste of time? What's going on, Jordan? Now... The most recent person to sort of be on this chopping block of, of, of cancel culture is our good friend Doja Cat. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Doja Cat, she is a, an artist, a rapper, a singer of sorts. She does a lot of different types of genres of music, uh, some more electronic and you know, she also is into, um, like, trolly, jokey music, you know? So I guess it's like the Weird Al, or she's a Weird Al of rap? <laughs> I guess so. But, you know, she's she blew up because she had a song that came out, right? The song was called Moo. And apparently she was trying to record a song, like a serious song, and she was kind of like fucking up and she was just so frustrated that she was like, you know what, forget it. I'm just going to make a stupid song about cows. And uh, let me read to you some of the lyrics. I can't play it because of copyright. Pre-chorus. <laughs> Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. I'm not a cat. I don't say meow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. <laughs> and that, that's like the, I mean, there are some parts of the song that are a little bit more like, you know, uh, grade A ho, not lean, got me A1 sauce, please. Like, you know, it's like, like some like, you know, witty little lines here and there. Now, what's going on, Vanessa, Bria, Shizua, Jewel? Hey, hey, hey. So we're talking about Doja Cat, right? Now she blew up, right? And, and all these people were like, oh my God, I love her. Um, and then people didn't, uh, because she, put this up, apparently tweeted out on the 28th, so two days ago, at 8.16 p.m., and she said, at Doja Cat on Twitter, quote, I called a couple people F-A-G-G-O-T-S when I was in high school in 2015. Does this mean I don't deserve support? I've said expletive roughly 15,000 times in my life. Does saying expletive mean you hate gay people? Do I hate gay people? I don't think I hate gay people. Gay is okay. Now, the reactions were swift. You know, I, 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 I reposted it on my page on the 28th. <laughs> uh, and I was just like, welp, that was fun while it lasted. Because I knew that, hey, she, it, when it is your time to go, when you are on the internet machine and, and the Lord Jesus of cancel world calls your name, you got to go. You are deployed. You got to go to war. And she was just getting all of it. People were just like, oh, man, I knew I shouldn't have. Uh, supported you. Oh, I know. I, I I knew I shouldn't have trusted you because you're you're this or oh it's because you're light skin or like any number of things. Right? People are just they had all sorts of different reasons, and I'm not disagreeing or agreeing with any of it. I think people have their own reasons. Whatever. Okay. So she is the latest person on the chopping block, and a lot of people have been asking in the SJW community, like, you know. Where do we go from here, you know? We've been canceling people for a long time. Like, what is this whole cancel culture shit? Like, does it even work? Is it productive? So, let's go ahead and go over uh, this topic today. We're going to go ahead and talk about what cancel culture is, people who have been canceled, some of the pros and cons of cancel culture. We'll talk about um, the, the whole notion of a problematic fave and then we'll also go ahead into um a little bigger topics now 
what is cancel culture? So canceling essentially, if you're unfamiliar, is basically like boycotting somebody. It's, it's essentially saying that I am not going to support them, um, whether it's I'm not going to watch their videos and I'm not going to give them views on YouTube, which could potentially result in them gaining revenue. I'm not going to contribute to that, even though statistically speaking, like, you know, your one view isn't really going to impact anything. Um, it also means to withdraw support monetarily. So I'm not going to shop there anymore. I'm not going to buy those products. Uh, um, you know, I'm not going to, to speak about them and give them more social media attention, whatever, right? So there's a number of, of things that you can do when it comes to cancel culture. You can cancel businesses, you can cancel celebrities, and you can also cancel individual people. So whether you're canceling, all right, so here, here, here are some examples. Uh, some businesses that have been canceled. Papa John's. Papa John's, when he was discovered to, you know, I mean, he's been, he's been shit for a really long time, to be honest. I remember when he was like, oh, if we don't elect Trump, then I'm going to cut, like, the benefits of my employees. And so he was, like, weirdly coercing people into voting a certain way. And, and not only that, but he's just always been sort of a tool bag. And then recently... There was that, like that video of him saying the N-word during a conference. And, you know, now Papa John is out of his job. So, and it's, oh my gosh, if anybody is like following this saga of Papa John, it is like the wildest days of our lives shit ever, where it's like Papa John's owns this business. It's named after his ass. He got caught saying the N-word. He got kicked out of his own company, named by him. And now he's trying to sue the company or something. It's, it is the weirdest thing ever. It is the weirdest thing. We also have Starbucks. Uh, there was that incident of the two black men who were sitting down in Starbucks and someone, you know, or the, uh, a cashier or a manager called the cops on them because she just thought that they were like suspicious or whatever. And they were just sitting down at a Starbucks and Starbucks got canceled. Starbucks got dragged through the mud. People were boycotting them. People were actually boycotting them out in person. They're holding up signs and protesting them. H&M. H&M was, was canceled when they came out with that shirt. Uh, that little black kid who wore a shirt that was like the coolest monkey in the jungle. You know, and people were pissed off and people boycotted it. And The weekend and g Easy. Uh, withdrew their partnerships from H&M and it was a huge 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 can't like it was a huge boycott it was so big that the boycott actually made its way to Africa and there were stores throughout Africa I don't remember which particular cities um, but they were like they were like knocking down clothes and like they're like fuck this shit like you guys are racist and and so uh, H&M got it. it like I told you when it's your time when you're on that when you when when the the Lord Jesus of cancel culture whispers your name you gotta come and so H&M got H&M got got um what else? The Oscars. Remember? The Oscars got canceled because they were, um, they had a bunch of, like, they didn't have any people of color for, like, what was it, like, two years? Or, I mean, more than that, but, whatchamacallit. Uh, what else? Oh, Jewel said that it was a South African store and it was closed. Uh, they destroyed it so hard they closed it permanently. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, who else has been canceled? The NFL. The NFL has been canceled for um for not or for 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 discriminating against Colin Kaepernick and essentially blacklisting him from working and getting a job in the NFL Kanye West Kanye West was canceled because he wore a Make America Great Again hat and he was making those uh, uh you know statements about slavery being a choice 
So there are a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of businesses, a lot of celebrities. And for those of you in the activist community, or not even just the activist community, hell, if you are in any community, I'm pretty sure that you, um, you've seen, all right, I'm pretty sure that you've seen um, people in your community get canceled. Uh, Onyeka said, what does this have to do with Doja Cat? Um, Doja Cat was canceled, apparently, uh, like two days ago, because she uh, said in a homophobic slur, um, and she got totally dragged for it. She got canceled. So we're talking about cancel culture. All right. So you know what kind of cancel culture is, and you know now who has been canceled and for what. All right. So let's talk about, uh, pro sort of general pros and cons of, of, of being canceled. Um, oh, Hey, it's, um, it should be hello. Hello. All right. So. Pros, right? On one hand, it's fantastic because you're reclaiming power. A lot of people who don't have or who just who traditionally did not have a voice to be able to speak out against Papa John's or a Starbucks or a Kanye West. Because of social media, it has allowed this democratic platform where people can go ahead and voice their concerns. And now that the popularity of beliefs are a contingent on likes and shares and how viral you can get, um, it has given a lot of, quote, common people, sort of the everyday people, a voice. Given a voice to minority groups. Given a voice to marginalized voices, you know? And so, by staging a, quote, canceling, a boycott of something, then you draw attention to it. You draw attention to the problem. You draw attention to... Um, you draw attention to the thing that... Uh, they are doing, you know, the the offensive thing or the the problematic thing that they've done, right? So it is so it is beneficial. Oh, um, Safi said Chick Fil A. Yeah, um, Chick Fil A did it as well. Uh, Kaylin said, I thought the Doja Cat thing was satire. Um, not. I don't think the tweet, uh, but it, not even just that. Like if you if you're if you're looking to the whole Doja Cat thing, there are people who are also looking at other songs of hers. Like there's uh, apparently there's a song where she was making fun of Asian people. There's a song where apparently people are saying she's problematic because she called it didn't do nothing, which is like, you know, this uh, uh, essentially racist phrase of way of mocking black people. So again, it's, it's, it's all over the place, but I'm, again, I'm not trying to put my stance on Doja Cat because, again, I know it's a lot more intricate than I even I know. And I know that, you know, if, if you are part of the LGBTQ community, you know more about this than me anyways. But anyways, all right. So pros. So you can reclaim power. Now, another thing that you can do is, you know, you can essentially create legitimate progress. You know, by by staging that cancel of Starbucks and dragging the uh, the CEO out and, and making him, you know, acknowledge like, hey, this is your company. You started in Seattle and you're supposed to be this like super diverse and liberal company that is like super inclusive of everybody. But not only do these two black men get kicked out of Starbucks, but there are other black people who've said that they've experienced a similar thing. And so that cancel led to the progress of the CEO coming out and saying, for now on, like, if you just walk into a Starbucks, you don't have to buy anything. Like, you can just come in and sit down, and that's totally fine. And they, you also had that whole nationwide diversity training day or, like, anti-bias training day where they shut down for a whole day or for, like, an afternoon or whatever. And someone came in and like coached them on like racism and shit, right? So you can legitimately uh, uh, create progress. And it also worked with the whole Papa John thing. I remember like when, when Papa John came out saying the N word, prior to that, people didn't really 
sort of give too much of a shit of all the problem X stuff that he was doing. But over time, it accumulated and then he got kicked out of his own company. He got kicked out because there were a lot of executives and shareholders who were like, you know what? You are lowering our stock and we're losing money, so we need to kick you out. Another case, another benefit is that you can stop bad behavior. You know, like it, like the Papa John uh, situation and like the Starbucks situation. H&M, bet you a million dollars, H&M, they... I'm not going to definitively say that they learned their lesson, but I can assure you that the team who is responsible for approving designs nowadays, they have a giant camera hovering over their desk because they're like, look, if we fuck this up again and if we put the wrong shirt on the wrong kid and we're just not aware of what we're doing with like with our ads, like we're going to lose our job. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if the person who was responsible for choosing that, the whole coolest monkey in the jungle sweater, I'm pretty sure whoever was responsible for doing that, shit, they might have gotten fired. So, those are just sort of the general pros. I know there's a little bit more, but those are some of the ones I came up with on the top of my head. Now, here are some of the cons. Here are some of the negative things that I think about when it comes to cancel culture, all right? The first of which is that it's incredibly informal. You see, not everybody agrees to the terms of cancel culture. Not only do they not agree on the terms and conditions of cancel culture at large, but they don't agree about who should be canceled and for what and the severity. You know what I mean? Like. Like there are some people who see the whole Doja Cat thing and they're like, oh, she's canceled. Don't ever listen to her. Don't ever talk to her. She's trash. Trash her, blah, blah, blah. And there are other people who are like, you know, um, I'm gay and I use this word and I don't care, whatever. You know, like there, there's, there's a, a spectrum of opinions. And I've seen a, those spectrum of opinions in people who were, quote, woke and people who were, quote, not woke, you know? And so it's like, everyone has their different taste on what they think is worth being canceled. And since it's not an official thing, it's not like an official document that we're like, oh, you know, we the people of, you know, the POC America are, are going to cancel this person, you know, like that doesn't exist. And so what ends up happening, in my opinion, is that most of the argumentation and most of the of what seems like the drama and the hype around cancel culture has less to do with how we feel about that particular person and more to do with us arguing with each other about the terms and conditions of the cancel so it's like one person says oh i canceled doja cat she is 100 percent trash another person's like i canceled doja cat too but i think that we should just like you know, give her a chance. Boom. Those people who were already on the page of let's cancel Doja Cat, because there is that slight difference, because there is that 50% difference where one person is 100% involved in the cancel and another person is 50%, for the next how many days they're going to be arguing about that 50%. Oh, but you don't understand. Oh, no, you understand. Oh, well, you're actually talking over me because, you know, I am a disabled Asian American activist. Oh, well, you're talking over me because I am a dark-skinned woman. You know, it's like, it, get, it gets so messy because people, again, once you get into that, that minutia, that 50%, that's when you get so much of the argumentation. And I'm not saying that argumentation is like bad. You know, this is discourse and it's good and it's important for us to be able to like flex these opinions and express how we feel about these issues. Um, I think the only problem is that because of cancel culture, that arguing of that 50% oftentimes leads to another series of canceling. So it's like, you'll have a person who is, you have two people who are both for canceling and one person 
has a slightly different opinion and then that person gets canceled you know and then it just like it, it it sort of branches off into oh well i'm canceling you because you didn't cancel somebody or i didn't or, or i'm canceling you because uh you have a friend who's really problematic and they canceled somebody and do you want to be associated with that friend you know so it's like unfortunately um Activists are really good about maneuvering the space and sort of, again, like, it's informal and it's very loosely opinion, uh, loosely supported. Like, not everyone agrees on things. And also, not everyone is coming in with the same information. Not everyone's reading the same articles. Not everyone's even reading the articles. Not everyone saw the video. Not everyone understands who these particular people are or, or what the history is or, you know, so it's like, there are a lot of reasons why people are are sort of disagreeing and a lot of reasons why certain people like don't come to the same conclusions and whatnot. Um, and also on top of that, when it comes to canceling, not everyone can. I don't think that people understand this, but literally not everyone can cancel certain things. Um, and I know I can say technically, yes, you can, but like, for example, right? If say the, say for example, people were telling you that you needed to cancel Starbucks. Okay, well, what happens if you work there? Okay, well, what happens if um, you've been going there every day of, you know, your adult life because you can't afford internet and so Starbucks has free internet? What happens if your company always gets free Starbucks in the morning? What happens if, you know, you have a meeting and or a date and, and, and someone on Tinder suggests Starbucks? Do you have to go ahead and tell them that you canceled Starbucks and, to, and not to meet them or whatever? You know, it's just, again, like, I'm not trying to create excuses for people to just, like, avoid canceling or whatever or to, to oh, like, no one can boycott anything. But I'm just saying that it's a lot more intricate than that, you know? And I think it's just a lot more intricate because you also have to consider, like, who also establishes the rules? You know, if you've been in the activist community a lot for a, for a while, you'll notice that certain communities will have different perspectives. You know, if you're on a a more uh, super far left, or if you're something that's a little bit more liberal, or if you're in a community that has predominantly women or people who are predominantly. Um, gamers or whatever you know every community has like their different set of politics right and again so you're you're really fighting to see like well who's making the rules who whose whose opinion whose morals are or are are to be used as the standard and as the measuring stick you know and i think that's why it's so tough for a lot of activists and i think a lot of us will always identify as activists, but we'll just be moving around. Like we'll just be bouncing off from community to community. And, you know, cause we're just constantly like, oh, well this place is, is, is trash. This place is toxic. This place doesn't have a safe space and whatever. And, you know, I think that's perfectly fine. I think, I think you should definitely move around and see what, what works for you. But um, I think there are some people who are just so like, so ready, like they want every single community to be absolutely perfect and and they're willing to cancel everybody just to get there and i'm just i I just think that like all right so my my take is i've always been um in support of like canceling businesses and celebrities right because they make a lot of money businesses like if there are business practices that are racist or problematic then it's advantageous to boycott it because you know you don't you don't want a machine that has money to be able to perpetuate racism and to perpetuate um, discrimination. Celebrities have a huge impact and, you know, for celebrities, uh, they make money off of their image and their appearance and whatnot. And, and so canceling certain celebrities over certain things I see as a little bit more reasonable because celebrities are sort of their own brand. My issue comes when people try to dedicate all this time into canceling individual like friends 
and just like random activists or not, like not even like me i'm i understand that people want to cancel me and that's per to be honest i think that's fine if people want to cancel me because i am a page and i i ex i accept the fact that i am a platform but i'm talking about some of you you know like some of you who are just like i don't know you just fucking you work at you fucking you work at chick-fil-a or you work at you know, Walmart and you go to school and whatever, but like people are trying to like drag you and cancel you and stuff like that. And it's just like, like, dang, like some, I've seen some people who like, who get canceled over just the most minute, minute, minute shit. And it's like, you're already not really like, you don't really have a platform or anything like that, but it's like, damn, like that could, that could really fuck you up. But I don't know. It's just, I think it's a waste of time to be honest. I think it's a waste of time. I think a lot of activists who, who spend their their days canceling individual activists and like they don't have a platform or anything like that it's kind of like well what's the what is the the payoff did they lose their job like do they are like are you making money off of this like, I, I i don't i don't get it you know like are the are these a ceo of a company or something like that so i i, I just i don't fully get it but Safi said, the thing about cancel culture for me is there's a personal accountability versus a community adherence. I haven't canceled Starbucks because it was a workers' manager's offense, whereas Chick-fil-A will not get my money to funnel into, conver uh, into conversion camps. Quote, oh, y'all going to Chick? I'm sure there's a McD's or something I can grab while y'all are there oppressing my peoples. LOL. Uh, Javon Nellum says, there is no such thing as a perfect community. K. Beck said, well, if Walmart is your only option, I won't throw shade, but if you just want, if, but if you just want to get those cheap goods, then I will call it out. Mm. K. said, I personally think, I personally think people should be canceled until they put in the work to show they aren't oppressive. Sometimes that is forever and sometimes it isn't. Now, we've gone over the pros and cons of, of, of canceling just sort of the rough pros and cons um now i want to go ahead and talk about one of my favorite favorite little topics and it's just i think it is the, one of the most fascinating things within the sjw sort of lexicon and it is the problematic fave now the problematic phase is gosh it is a it is a very Look, I'm telling you, problematic fave is the most interesting concept, and let me explain why. If you don't know what problematic fave is, it's, I mean, it's basically what the name implies, uh, it, what the name implies. It is something that you love that you know is problematic, and you continue to like it knowing that it is problematic. So, I think it's funny because I think everybody has a problematic faith. Everybody has a problematic faith. Everybody. And you could, you could deny it. You could say that you are super woke and that, you, and that everything that you touch and listen to and consume is super duper woke. But nowadays on social media... Honestly, all you have to do is type in, type in a word, type in a name, type in a business, type in anything, and then follow it up with problematic and you'll find something. You'll find some tweet, you'll find something. You know? Oh, the Dark Knight was problematic because of blah, 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 blah. And the way that they portrayed uh, uh, mental health and, you know, like there's so many, you can make anything problematic. You can make literally anything problematic. And... And the notion of the problematic fave is fascinating because it's basically a get out of jail free card. It's basically a, ah, you know, I know it's problematic, but look, I just can't help it. I can't help it. I can't help it. A lot of people, like I know a lot of folks who are, who are gay and they're like, you know, this is my problematic fave, but I love Chick-fil-A. I love it. I live right next to it. It is super delicious and inexpensive, and they just make really good chicken sandwiches. I love Chick-fil-A. You know, some people are like that. And, and again, everyone has 
a problematic faith. And look, even Cameron uh, said it brilliantly. Facebook in and of itself is a problematic faith, which is, which is 150% true. How many times have we talked about Facebook silencing people of color? How many times have I talked about Facebook being a platform that isn't, uh, uh, doesn't really think of people of color within, you know, well, when it comes to their moderation, you know, they're constantly banning people of color. They're constantly allowing like white supremacist groups and pages and people to exist. But I've been here for a long time. And I've, I've, I've been a big advocate for this platform. Does that make me problematic? Because you can make that argument. You 100, everybody here can 100% make that argument. And everybody could 100% cancel me right now and say that Rainier slash the love life of an Asian guy is super problematic because they are on this platform. You know what I mean? And, and so the problematic fave is this wild card where it's almost like we we have like we we exist in this activist space right we say that oh like we're we're boycotting this we're doing that we're doing that we're doing that but i feel like everybody has this little box in their pocket called the problematic fave box where we talk all this stuff on social media about being an sjw about boycotting this and being an activist for that. But there are a lot of things where it's like we just, people are talking about it and instead of us giving our opinion, we just put it in the problematic fave box. You know, it's like this, it's like this secret box that we don't tell anybody that like, oh, you know, by the way, I have this in my problematic fave box. Like, hey, let me, let me tell you what's in my problematic fave box. I really enjoyed, and I know, oh gosh, I know, look, I, <laughs> I know that people are probably going to say some, say some shit, wait, wait till someone runs off and takes, takes this, but hey, go ahead. At least I, I'm, I'm, I'm owning up to it. Um, I really enjoyed the Kanye West album, his new one, his, his two recent ones, one with Kid Cudi and, and, um, and his album, Yay. I I didn't want to listen to it, right? I, at first I was like, you know, Kanye West is terrible, blah, blah, blah. And I've never really listened to Kanye West, which is the funny thing. I've never really listened to him. And I, and I, I could have always listened to him before, but it wasn't until the whole slavery comments that I was like, man, this is terrible. This is terrible. But it's like, it's that thing where it's just like, the oven is so hot, but you just, you do want to touch it. You just want to touch it. And, and look, I, I had to, I listened to it, right? And I was so pissed off. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to listen to this, right? I don't want to listen to this. And then I listened to that song where he was just like, you know, it, it, it was titled Free. Let me, let me look up the lyrics. Hold on a second. Um, Kanye West free lyrics. All right. Oh, no, it's on, it's, sorry. It's on his Kids See Ghosts. Um, yeah, it was, it was the album that you worked on with Kid Cudi. And the chorus goes, I don't feel pain anymore. Guess what, baby? I am free. Nothing hurts me anymore, baby. Guess what, baby? I am free. And it was just, it was so interesting because I didn't really like, I didn't want to listen to Kanye West stuff, right? I didn't want to listen to anything that he was producing, right? But I was going through such a bad time in my life where it's like I was dealing with uh, my own mental health and I was dealing with my own depression. And there was something about listening to some of the shit that he was writing. And I know, I know it's not like, you know, the most amazing production work, but like it resonated somehow. And, and I was like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> oh no. And I ended up really liking it. 
Like, I really liked the album, and I just kept listening to it, and I just kept thinking to myself, like, I'm not going to tell anybody, I'm just not going to tell anybody. But then I was thinking to myself, like, but if I like the album, like, you know, then I do. Even if I post it or not, I like it. And so, it was this weird sort of feeling of, like, am I a bad person? Am I supporting him? Blah, 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 blah. And, like, again, that's, that's, that's a hard thing is that, like, especially when it comes to artists. Like, there are some people who are problematic and some people who you know are horrible. But if you listen to their song and you just start dancing, like, for me, again, I know I can't speak for everybody, but I'm sure a lot of people know that feeling where it's like sometimes you hear a song and it just makes you dance or sometimes you hear a song and you don't know who it is and you start dancing and then when you then you when you find out who sings it you're like oh shit really i hate them (laughs) and and that's sort of what it was you know it's like i didn't really listen to kanye west before but then listening to him and then hearing him talk about like certain mental health stuff as much as i know that he's like fake and whatever and blah 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 like Hearing some of those songs in that place that I was in, it just, it, it made me feel better, you know? It, it just, it made me feel better. And look, another person who I not necessarily liked, but I just grew more of an understanding of the work was super problematic Mr. Tentacion. Like, this dude fucking, like, abused his girlfriend and shit, right? And then he died. He got shot in his car. And and I remember I was writing about it and stuff like that. And I was just like... Shh. I mean, he's dead. Like, he's not... He, he can't... Be, he literally cannot benefit from me watching his music videos. So, so what about that? If someone's dead and they actually can't benefit from the support that you give them, is it then okay to consume their work? See what I mean? Like, it's really confusing. It's really wishy-washy. And you could make arguments for any of that shit. Because technically, it's like if we, if we watch or support anything from Tentacion, even though he's dead... It will go to the record label or the money will go to his family. So then it's a question of, oh, well, is it this weird situation that by virtue of him dying, you are now supporting his family by listening to his music? Again, it's just, it's really confusing. Uh, Donald Carlisle said, Carlisle said, I think the problem is people very rarely come across genius and let you know how it works. Um, Jewel said, uh, but I love some Endgame, haha. Uh, hey, R. Kelly, it came on at the gym and I was like, I ain't trying to be rude, but and then I was like, don't do this, girl. Don't do this. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like, there's... There's that, there's that part of you that wants to stand up for these issues and talk about these things, right? And, you, and your beliefs and your opinions of them aren't shaken. But damn sure when the song comes on, your asses and your fucking legs and you're just like, you know, you, you, you want to, I think it's one of those things where it's just like, Maybe that's part of being a human activist. You know, it's like you're, you're perpetually in this cycle of how much of myself do I want to reveal or tell people that I actually like when I, when I tell them that I don't like it, you know? And it's kind of interesting because in a very Black Mirror way, the internet has reversed the way that humans are. Like before... Before, it's like, you know, in real life, you would act a fake way. And then on the internet, 
you would act your true self. You know, that's how, that's how the internet was like a long time ago. You know, it's like, oh, in person, I'm very shy and very nerdy. But when, when I'm on the internet, I feel powerful. I feel strong. When I'm on the internet, I feel like myself. I feel confident. But nowadays, it's like on the internet, you have to be fake on the internet. And in, in real life, because it's not recorded and because you don't have tweets, in real life, saying things, that is what is private. And that is what it gives you a sense of privacy nowadays, actually logging off. Whereas before, you know, the internet was a place to be private. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm making sense, but like, I, I just see it as kind of an interesting phenomenon, you know? Like the internet has become where we exist. You know, our behaviors on the internet are now more of a reflection of who we are than what we do in person. It's fascinating. I'm not saying it's a, a good or a bad thing. I'm just saying it's a very complicated thing. It's a, it's a different thing. That's all. Beck said, real talk, I exit the dance floor when R. Kelly comes on. Safi Sky, he gets me on production. I never really like R. Kelly. Uh, he's something on someone. Uh, oh, sorry, I think your keyboard messed up. Charlie uh, says, I think you can appreciate art without agreeing with the artist, especially in the age of being able to get access to things without paying for them or promoting them. I agree with that. I fully agree with that. I think like, you know, if you want to consume like Kanye West music or whatever, like all you have to do is just go on YouTube and then not watch the video that's on his thing. Although at the same time, Kanye West can actually claim the revenue from that video. So technically <laughs> you'd still be supporting him. But it's, I, I, I don't know. Cause like, it's also hard because, you know, like, then it's like you, you tell people, like, okay, I want you to listen to this al album, uh, but they're problematic, so I don't want you to listen on YouTube. But if you can torrent it real quick and wait for the 10 minutes to torrent the album, then you can, you know, it's like, again, I, I know that, um, I, I fully agree with you, though. I, like, especially when it comes to being able to consume art and not have to um, actually make the person benefit which I think is also a statement on the art industry and how artists aren't getting paid. But anyways, Kristen Thomas said, I think a responsible person knows how to come in contact or be aware of artists and music that is problematic and know why they are problematic, uh, thereby knowing how much weight to give them. Jaleesa McLean said, I think it's hard for people to cancel things they love or find pleasure from. We like artists, music, or this actor, and when they do something problematic, it's hard to part from them. Yeah, you know, um, that's the a, that's a thing is that, especially when it comes to an artist and the nature of what an artist does, you know, if they create something that resonates with you, sometimes that's all it really takes. You know, sometimes you can be a horrible person or whatever, but if there's something that like, that just looks pretty. It's kind of like the whole uh, Jeffree Star thing. You know, apparently Jeffree Star is like this horrible racist person, but a lot of people, I was talking to my wife, a lot of people really like Jeffree's makeup products and that it, it complements their skin and that that was the only makeup that complements them. So, it's hard. Um, See, Safi Sky said, yeah, I had to edit. Uh, he'll be on slash produce someone else's song and I have to fight myself. Oh, yeah, so, so you're talking about R. Kelly. Yeah, you know, it's, again, like, like what happens if you have a problematic artist, right? And they get featured in a song with all these other people who are not problematic. Like, what if Kanye West was in a song with, like, all these cool people and, like, he, he was on a track with, like, Mariah Carey and Aretha Franklin or whatever. You know, it's like, then what? You know, uh, I don't know. All right. All right. So moving on. Now, let's talk about 
a couple other people. Now, these are people who are who are canceled and, and arguably canceled in probably some of the biggest ways. All right. Like, like they did egregiously horrible shit that you should get canceled for. Like, absolutely should get canceled for. Like, there's no, there isn't even a, 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 a debate about it. You know, it's, it's everyone from uh, Bill Cosby or Kevin Spacey or Roseanne Barr or Logan Paul or Louis C.K. or Mel Gibson. People who are just very overtly racist or they're abusers. So let's take Logan Paul, for example, right? Logan Paul, the early, um, it was it January of 2017, he, he uploaded that video of the suicide forest where he goes to the Eokigahara forest in Japan that is known for, you know, people going there to commit suicide or uh, pursue, or I forgot what the, the, what the right terminology was. I remember that like saying commit suicide is like fucked up. And there was another better phrasing of it. I, 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 sorry, it's sort of escaping me. So if anyone has a correction of that, please let me know. But so he, he went to the suicide forest and he was, had a little goofy hat and he's with these friends. And then he saw a dead body. Like someone was hanging from a tree and he filmed it and he was just like, oh, wow, this is weird, man. And he was just like, they were like laughing and they showed the body on camera. And they monetized the video. So like it was, it was very disgusting. It was incredibly disgusting. And it was, and on top of that, like he made these videos of him going to Japan. He was just being like a disrespectful little racist piece of shit. Like just an, a typical racist, annoying little shit. That was last year. This year, he just made, I don't even know how, he probably made him like several hundred thousand dollars or even a million dollars or whatever to fight in that YouTube fight against KSI. KSI is this black gamer from the UK. He plays like FIFA and he does a lot of like bro sports stuff, but he makes a lot of money. And uh, that KSI guy, he got in a fight, a professional or a, an amateur boxing match with another YouTuber. And they filmed it and they made a lot of money. And then when he won, he called out Logan Paul. Logan Paul got in the fight and now he made a lot of money. All right. And what people are saying is that he took this fight as a way to get everyone to, for, to, to forget about the suicide forest. And for the most part, people did. People, and, and, and some people even used the fight as ammo to be like, oh, I hated him from the suicide forest. Let me go pay to watch this video so I can see him get beat up. And spoiler alert, um, I do believe KSI won. It was, it, was, it was ruled a majority draw. So KSI gets to keep his little YouTube belt. But essentially Logan Paul bounced back, you know, and, and not only that, but he, um, he also profited from it. Made a lot of fucking money. Oh yeah. So Yafin said, um, completed suicide or died by suicide. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Or, succ or succumb to suicide. Okay. Thank you, Char. Right. Um, yeah, I'll try to remember that. Succumb to suicide or complete suicide or die by suicide. Okay, cool. So that was Logan Paul. Another person who is making a comeback is Louis C.K. Louis C.K. is a... He is a Mexican and white comedian, but he's like, he totally looks just like a white guy. Um, he was a comedian who's been around for a very long time and he blew up, he got his own TV show and all these Netflix specials and, you know, he, he had a really, like, it was an award-winning show on FX. One of the richest 
one of the richest comedians, at least until he got dragged. And what happened was a lot of women came forward and said that Louis C.K. was sexually harassing them. He would invite them to his hotel. He would be naked. He would force women to watch him masturbate. And he was just a, just every shade of deviant sexual creep that you could think of. Just, just the worst, right? Uh, Christopher Thomas. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is part Mexican. It's like his his dad or something like that. But yeah, he is. Um, it's kind of weird. So Louis C.K. He got like next to Harvey Weinstein. Louis C.K. is probably the second biggest person to get taken down uh, by the Me Too movement. But apparently, um, his cancellation was expired uh, because he's doing stand-up again. And I guess he, I don't know where he was doing stand-up, but people paid to watch the show. You know? People paid to watch the show. He's, he's, look, Louis C.K. still has his money. He still has his millions. He still made his fortune. And now he's still welcome back to these stages. And I bet you a lot of the people there who are watching know about it. Know about what he's done. I bet you a lot of people there are against sexual harassment. I bet you a lot of people who are there are women. I bet you a lot of people there who are... Are, are probably identifying as being liberal or feminist. But, um, yeah, he's, he's basically, like, now that the fire is sort of tamed down and, and our energy has been directed at canceling other people, I guess Louis C.K. and his publicists gave him the red flag or gave him the green light and they were like, hey, you can come back. And so I guess I'd like to end with this question, which is, who gets to come back from being canceled? When you cancel somebody and you cut off their opportunities to make money, you get them fired or whatever, you drag them, you, you smear mud all over their name and shit. Um, who gets to come back from that? I don't think Harvey Weinstein's going to come back. But then again, I also didn't think that Louis C.K. was going to come back. I also thought that Logan Paul wasn't going to come back. And I also thought that Kevin Spacey wasn't going to come back, but apparently he like started in a movie recently. It made like horrible money. Like apparently over the weekend it made like $126 in like in Canada or something like that. Like, just, just abysmal numbers. But still, Kevin Spacey was paid. People would talk about, like, oh, ha, ha, well, the movie didn't make a lot of money. Okay, yeah, but the actors did. The actors, the actors got paid. Um, so, who gets to come back from being canceled? If, if, if Logan Paul can come back after showing you a dead body... And laughing at it. And if Louis C.K. can come back. From. Decades. Of sexual harassment. And sexual abuse. Then. What is cancel culture? How, how effective is it? You know. What are the limitations of it? Is it something that really can only be used against businesses? Like, I'm not saying that we need to stop doing cancel culture, but it's just something to think about, you know? It's, it's just something to think about. Like, hey, man, like, you know, let's, let's definitely cancel these horrible people. But let's also think, like, damn, hmm, I wonder how much of it's going to work, you know? And I think one of the things that's sort of obvious is that Cancel culture is something that still benefits the same 
people with privilege. You know? These, like, rich white dudes. And what it makes me realize is that it's almost like you're sifting for gold, right? And, like, all these people who are getting canceled, all these, like, individual people, these little grains of sand, these little people like me and you or whoever who get canceled by their friends and their other SJWs, like, we're the ones who, like, end up, like, eating it up. And the people who end up surviving are the ones who have the most money, the ones who have the most privilege. And essentially, it's, so it makes you just wonder, like, you know, is cancel culture one of those things where it only ends up really working if it works against people of color? I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. And, and it's something that you we can't really know until a couple of years down the line. All right, we'll take a couple more questions. Janelle said, sexual deviants, rapists, racists, and pedophiles shouldn't come back. I fully agree. Uh, Yafin said, right, I feel like the people who can make comebacks are those that have money, because no matter what, at the end of the day, we're a capitalistic society. Stephen Bickle said, basically, she was unapologetic about it. Kristen Thomas said, it's really just mind-boggling how people will rehabilitate certain offenses over other ones. Key Beck said, thanks to white supremacy, white men will be able to come back always. And thanks to misogynoir, some black men in power with privilege will be allowed to come back. Sad. Safi say commented, or Safi Skies commented, uh, it goes back to your statement about when the, quote, majority is not affected. Tommy Vang chimed in with, I don't control who the rest of the world cancels. I control who I cancel and who I think I should be canceled, and who I say I think should be canceled. And I don't think there's really a hard science to this. I cancel people and uncancel them based on whether I can tolerate them given what I estimate is the net effect of their work, transgressions, reparations, and just my personal human sympathy for them. Cool, I like that. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing, it's like, Canceling is like this fluid thing where, like, so we, we talk about, um, we talk about how Logan Paul was able to come back and Louis C.K. was able to come back. And at the same time, like, we've done that with people who are, who we've canceled. Like, I remember when Don Lemon was canceled, but then he came back. I remember when Amoroso was canceled, but then she came back. You know, so it's like, can people also like revive their, themselves? Like what, what is it, what does it take to be able to make a comeback? I don't know, it's interesting. Charlie said, Harvey Weinstein's position, though in the film industry, I don't think is an understood or cared about as much as a person who is directly in front of a camera or mic. Unfortunately, it seems to matter. FN said, you said that cancel culture helps people who historically don't have power, uh, who don't who historically don't have power now have power. So maybe when people make comebacks, it's a reminder that we have to fight for change on a bigger level. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree with that. I think that, you know, I, I, I don't think that we could have ever canceled anybody, least of all Harvey Weinstein, if it wasn't for social media. And, and I don't think that we would have even been able to cancel Harvey Weinstein back in like 2008, when a lot of the social media stuff was still sort of fresh and new. So I think it's a matter of time. I think it's a matter of once, once social media in America establishes a set of ground rules, of like, okay, this is the behavior that we're not going to accept. We're not going to accept a Harvey Weinstein. We're not going to accept a, a Logan Paul or whatever. Like once there is a general consensus of what is good and what is not, I think then canceling will be more effective. You know, because I think that we're still sort of in this infant stage of us trying to figure out like what we want or what what, what we can tolerate or not. Donald, here, um, it's just people don't know how to cancel people properly. 
Kristen Thomas says, people get canceled for no reason habitually, so why would money matter? Look at Eartha Kitt and Josephine Baker. Uh, Yaffin Boyle said, that would be so sad if it was supposed to help give people color power, but then it's used to permanently cancel people of color, but it looks like that. Malaki Hill said she's back, what? But yeah, so, cancel culture. Tell me, tell me what you think. Do you agree with it? What is sort of your methodology for canceling people? Like what, what are offenses that you think are worth canceling over? What are common offenses that other people cancel for that you don't think is a big deal? What are some businesses and who are some people and celebrities that you've canceled? Have you been canceled before? Have you participated in canceling? Let me know. Let me know in the comments section. This is episode 13 of the WokeFu podcast. You can find me at at WokeFu on Facebook. I'm going to go ahead and try to like download all these podcasts on the lag page and then repost it there and then also repost it on SoundCloud and try to repost it on iTunes. But yeah. Thank you, everybody. I, um, I appreciate you all joining me f- today. Tomorrow, we're going to have another episode. I don't know what we're going to be talking about, but... I love you all. I love you all. I love you all. Have a nice afternoon.